You are listening to the Space Tastic Mysteries podcast. We are in week six of Anigail Line's latest novel, The Light Years, involving a mobile Alliance surgical hospital battling an epidemic at the front lines of the Freedom Alliance Crimson Fleet War. This is episode six, No Disrespect. If you have not subscribed, do so now. And if you are on YouTube, hit the bell to be notified of new episodes. She is her mother's daughter. Jake said with grave deliberation. I looked over at him and prompted, and what is that supposed to mean? Jake responded, glancing at me sideways. I went through several boyfriends with you before you saw me, saw that I loved you all along, and have never stopped. Then it doesn't work, chimed in Devon. If it worked, you two would be together. We were together before he disappeared for ten years. It worked for quite a long time. Through high school, the academy, having Zariah. That is a long time, Devon agreed, then hugged me before walking out the doors. As I moved out the doors and down the corridor to the travel tram, Jake, hot on my heel, he wondered, is there something off with that boy? He has Asperger's syndrome. He is extremely smart, but he can be socially inept. He used to not hug me at all, I explained, then hopped onto the travel tram. I held the doors for Jake because I knew he wanted to talk and would try to slide into the travel tram before the doors closed. Once inside, I turned to him and questioned, I am not sure how you expect things to go back to the way they were. You broke up with me. I didn't break up with you. We had a fight, and we needed time to cool off. We would have worked it out eventually. I shook my head. I don't think we would have. I don't get over people telling me that they never loved me, that no one ever could love me that I was way out of your league, that I was nothing but white trash. What are you talking about? I never said any of that. I would never say any of that. Chip, play JRBU. Jake's voice played, Jordana, I am relieved that things are out in the open. I am glad you know now that I have never loved you. It was fun slumming with you, but how could you think I would ever love you? I was just getting back at my parents for divorcing. I could not love white trash like you. You will never amount to anything. No one will ever love a girl like you who sleeps with other men and passes someone else's daughter off as mine. We are through, and I hope you get all you deserve. Jake's eyes widened. I know that sounds like me, but I did not say any of that. I don't know who faked my voice to send that to you, but it was not me. You have to believe me. It matches your voice print. Then someone patched together parts of my voice, but I did not say that nor could I ever. How could you ever think that I would say that? We had that fight, and then the next day, this was left for me. As angry as you were, it made perfect sense that you would want to stick it to me and hurt me. Which is why I don't understand why you kept it. Because proving that recording wrong became my sole mission in life outside of work and our daughter. When I saw the stricken look on his face, I said with grave deliberation, I am sorry. I tricked you. I knew I would know by the look on your face whether you sent it. You clearly didn't. I didn't think you did because we have a connection, and I could not reconcile the connection with that recording, but who knows? You could have been a talented actor. Again, I am sorry. I am relieved that you really didn't believe I sent it. The question is who did because I take issue with someone making you think I don't love you, and never have. That is absolute rubbish. I loved you before you ever loved me. Who would send that to you? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the person who got a DNA test done on my daughter, and once she found out that Zariah was yours, 
tried to prove I was an unfit mother because I travel the galaxy with her in tow, so she could take my daughter and raise her. I have had child services investigate me so many times that they banned her from filing any more complaints against me. He stared straight ahead. My mother. I don't know for sure, but she is an engineer and has the ability to put that recording together, and she is the person in your family who hates me. I don't think she liked you dating a white girl, but that is neither here nor there. She is the only one who caused me trouble about Zariah after you were captured. I don't understand her interest in torturing you and Zariah. I cut them out of my life when they made me choose you or them. I chose you. I don't know. It is possible it is not her. But who else would want me to believe that you never loved me, and that no one would ever love me? The fact that she tried to take my daughter away from her mother is a problem whether or not she was the originator of that recording. I am starting to see why you are hesitant to be with me again. I am surprised that you still would want to be with me considering that bombshell I told all of you. I am a little irritated that you did not straight up tell me that you knew where your parents were, but when I heard the story, I knew you felt you had no other choice. Just like I know you feel your back is against the wall when it comes to the disease you have. I will keep it quiet unless it gets out of control. I appreciate that. There are things that I saw and was made to do in captivity during those six months that I never want to relive. I am sure you understand that, but I can't forget them. I can't unsee them, and sometimes I see them in my dreams, and in my waking life. Our psychiatrist has determined I have post-traumatic stress disorder. I meet with our psychiatrist twice a week. That's why I am hesitant. I am a shell, a shadow, of who I used to be. I understand totally. I have it too, but I do feel like your captivity might have been more intense than mine. But I still saw things and did things I would not have done without my back against the wall. He put his hand on the side of my face. You are still in there. I know you are. I see you. You are stronger, you are wiser, you are older and you have more grit, but you are still you, and I still love you, and I can see in your eyes that you still love me. I do, but, I walked to the other side of the car. I turned my back on him. When had the travel tram become our place to have these conversations? We can't do this, I can't do this, he came behind and draped his arms around me. You can come up with a thousand reasons why you and I cannot do this, why we are not meant to be, but I only have one reason why we should. We love each other, and you are what got me through captivity. I would wake up thinking of you, go to sleep thinking about you, and two years ago, I had this man who started coming to me in my dreams, telling me that I had to make it back home to you. It could be your brother. It could be Josh. I don't know, but here I am, and I will never give up getting you back. Please give me time. I make quick decisions in surgery and in command, even in my cases, but I cannot make quick decisions when it comes to the family I created. I cannot do anything to hurt these children. And getting back involved with me is going to hurt those children? I would never hurt you. I've got to get back to my quarters. The kids will be arriving home soon. I need to, I noticed you didn't have a Christmas tree up yet. We don't make a fuss for Christmas. We don't decorate or celebrate in any way. He swung me around. Why not? Christmas used to be a time where we decorated the tree, we baked cookies, danced to Christmas music, had our friends over to share a Christmas meal. Because I grew up, Zariah and the other kids did not grow up knowing about Santa? They didn't. That is just unacceptable. We are getting you a Christmas tree. I shook my head and insisted, no, 
but I have been thinking. The quarters next to the colonel quarters are open. I think since we share a daughter that it would be better if you move in there. The wall in between the two quarters can be removed with the touch of a few buttons to make it easy for Zariah to go between you and me. Okay, but my quarters are going to have a Christmas tree, and I am inviting all your children to help me decorate it. Do what you want, but you are going to have to explain what Christmas is. If they have a concept of what it is, it did not come from me. I find that sad. I find it sad that people go fanatical about a commercialized holiday that centers around a fable about a man breaking into people's houses, eating their food and then leaving them presents if they have been good because he has been watching them. We arrest people for doing those things. And the tree thing, didn't you ever celebrate Christmas in foster care? Christmas at the care group home I was at was basically me receiving gifts that I did not need or want, eating food that was slightly better than the slop we were fed every other day of the year, and the day they dressed us up and paraded us at the adoption fair. For me, it is a day of disappointment and shattered dreams. I always wondered why you didn't celebrate it when we were together. You would be polite enough, doing all the Christmas things, opening my gifts and giving me gifts because you knew it was social protocol to do so but I knew you weren't into it. I knew you were doing it for me. Put up your tree. Invite my kids. Whatever, but I really think we keep the wall between the two quarters open, so that Zariah can have access to both her parents. I agree. It will let her have time to get to know me. It occurred to me that she only has you and Josh's version of my character. We never said anything bad about you. She has seen old videos of you and me together her younger years and videos your father sent her of your growing up years. She just needs to get to know who you are now, and no offense but so do I, and you need to get to know me too, the person I am now. If after you get to know me and my kids, you still want to take all of us on, then and only then, can we talk about it. I feel that as fair. I feel that as you trying to meet in the middle. I am, and the old you would not have recognized that. I don't think that you don't want to get back with me. I feel like you think that you are damaged, and that is causing you to be hesitant to date me. I am not going to go over the particulars of what happened to me, and I am not going to argue with you. I just need to go home because the kids are getting home from school, Zariah will pick up Zach and bring him home. Jake programmed the travel tram to take us to my quarters. After dinner, I will get my things and move into the quarters next door. We rode in silence until the doors opened. He walked me to my quarters where Charlie and Spencer played with Zach and Max while Zariah did homework at the dining room table. A few days later, donned in our containment scrubs, that prevented us from getting infected by anything our patients might have contracted, I extracted a bullet from a young lady who, by the looks of her, couldn't be more than 18, but, judging by her rank, had to be more like 25, 26. Once I removed the bullet, she started to develop an infection. Not your normal infection. This one was causing her fever to spike and her white cells to elevate. Normal signs of an infection, but it didn't look anything like a commonplace infection. Is anyone seeing a strange infection developing after removing the bullets? We operated in six different operating rooms, but the Lightyear's designer installed the option for us to retract the connecting walls of the operating rooms behind, in front and to the side of us to create one open operating area so that we could converse with other doctors on what we were dealing with. I have, a pale-skinned, freckled, red-headed Dr. Patrick Shaw agreed, followed by affirmative responses from the other doctors, including Jake. 
Once I closed up the patients and realized they were no more in queue at least at this moment, I addressed the doctors, it is going to turn into a disease that we have assigned the name X142. It had been only seen in maybe 50 people at most throughout the galaxy that we knew about. However, we have seen an increased number of cases at the front within the last few weeks. I am going to send the protocol I would like you to use in dealing with these cases to your Quan pads. We have seen good results with it. The Freedom Alliance has a team working on curing it, but at the moment, this is what we have to work with. I looked to Jake who was sealing up the patient on his table. Do you agree? Jake glanced up at me and smiled. Then he returned his eyes to his patient. We have a woman who has been on this protocol for two years and who is working two jobs and raising a family without skipping a beat, so I say that we continue to use it. I agree, Shaw stated, finishing up his patient, motioning for the orderlies to take the patient away, if it is not broken, don't fix it. I've decided we will continue to use the protocol. I caught Shaw's eye and said with grave deliberation, you say that like you have some authority to make that decision because from where I stand, you don't. Dr. Riley as chief surgeon, does. I thought I was being funny, Patrick complained, meeting my gaze. I meant no disrespect, but that should have been my position as chief surgeon. I am the best surgeon here. I shook my head. For a person who says he means no disrespect, you just disrespected your fellow surgeons and your superior officer, who I guarantee is a better surgeon than you. No disrespect, of course. However, if I were you, Dr. Shaw, in the future, I would be less arrogant, more respectful and more focused on my job. That goes for everyone else in here. I don't tolerate disrespect toward me, your fellow officers or your job. Then I moved out of the operating area and discarded the containment suit and my gloves before exiting the operating division of the hospital. I made my way out of the maze of the hospital and headed to the travel tram at the end of the hallway. Later that night, Zebi appeared on my terminal as I sat at the dining room table. Christmas music and kids' laughter could be heard from Jake's side of our quarters. Are you at a party? A Christmas party? Since when do you do Christmas? If you would like to learn more about Anigail or to purchase her science fiction novels, go to anigaillines.com. That is A-N-N-A-G-A-I-L-L-Y-N-E-S dot com. Right now you can buy three ebooks and get the fourth one free. There you can sign up for the newsletter to keep up to date on what is happening in the world of the Space Tastic Mysteries podcast and the Anigail Lines podcast, her podcast that teaches people to take charge of their lives. To follow her on social media, it is Anigail Lines on Twitter, Lady Anigail on TikTok, Anigail Lines artist on Instagram. At Space Tastic Mysteries on YouTube, you can join the Facebook page at Author Anna Gale. Thank you for listening and thank you for being you.